Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I believe that in the middle of this time we're in, that it's not the relifting of all restrictions that we need as much as we need to reconnect with God and really allow Him to uh, work on us from the inside out. I'd love to pray with you right now. There are people that we've been asked to pray for. Here's a young dad in Queensland who's been in a shocking motorbike accident whilst he was delivering meals to people that were homeless and were addicted to drugs, etc. Did that of his own accord. His injuries are quite serious. We've been asked to pray for healing and also for his pregnant wife. Uh, someone's sister-in-law who's just been diagnosed with cancer. Employment opportunities for people that are now looking for work. Uh, we've been asked to pray for the Nah family, Pastor David Nah, one of our team here, whose grandma just recently passed away and is now in heaven. Uh, she loved the Lord and so we're glad for that. But just this afternoon, we were told too about two of our transformed Cambodia interns who were involved in a very serious traffic accident. So can we pray for all of those? Please don't ever be alone. Don't just keep the need to yourself. It's confidential that we don't, uh, broadcast your details, but we've got a team of people that love nothing more than to take time every single day praying for your needs. We'd love to do that right now in this atmosphere of resting in God. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your goodness. Lord, sometimes your goodness can get a little bit obscured by some of the things that happen to us, and to people that we love. But Lord, your word tells us that there is nothing that occurs that you can't somehow or other make good out of it. So we pray, Lord, that you will help each one of us. We pray for healing for that dad in Queensland. Pray for his wife. Pray for that person recently diagnosed with cancer. We pray for those two young men in Cambodia. We pray, Lord, for all those, wherever they are, that are in financial predicaments. We ask, Lord, that you will give them supernatural answers for their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, tonight as we've gathered around this subject of my secret place, Lord, would you help us to find the secret place for us that becomes our hiding place, becomes the place we go to, to find help and strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, how good is it to be able to hear all of that? Thank you again, Colleen, for reading Psalm 91 to us. There's only 16 verses. The first 13 verses of Psalm 91 are what the psalmist tells us his life now looks like from the perspective of the secret place. I think talk to anyone who's been a Christian for even a fairly short period of time and they'll tell you stories about how they came into the place of worship and the thing that looked overwhelming began to appear much more manageable and conquerable as they've come into that secret place. Or they came to church and felt simply like they didn't belong, but then when they came into the secret place, somehow or other, everything starts to look different from that place. Of course, we know it's pure physics, I guess, that my perspective always changes according to where I'm positioned. 
That's why the Bible actually has got a lot to say about our position in Christ. Those words are actually used in Colossians quite a lot, in Ephesians as well. We are told where we are. We are told not just who we are, but where we are. We're told that so that we can reposition ourselves and get a different perspective. I cannot tell you the number of times I've come to pray, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like it's too much, feeling like I'm completely inadequate for whatever the task or the obstacle or opposition is. And yet in that secret place, no one else maybe even knows about it. And yet it's in that space I'll come out with a different perspective and walk out different emotionally and mentally from the way I came in. The truth is my secret place will change my perspective. We're told that in that psalm, but we're also told that it changes my direction. Verse 14 says, because he has set, that's a direction word, because I've set my life. Can I encourage you tonight, whatever it is you're facing, first let God change your perspective, but then secondly, let him shift your direction. Maybe you were thinking, well, too bad about them and well, I'm tired of that. Let God change your direction. Instead of aiming towards hopeless, start aiming towards hopeful. He says, therefore, I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he or she has known my name. God says your direction changes when you come into the secret place. And then the third thing we're told in verse 14, 15 and 16 is we are told that not only does our perspective change and our direction change, but then thirdly, we're told that our outcomes change as well. It says, look at all the great things that are happening. He'll call upon me and I'll answer him. You can know that for your life. God wants to answer your prayers, not a professional preacher's prayers. We all come as believers. We all come as children of the Most High God. God doesn't answer your prayer because you carry a title. God doesn't answer your prayer because you've been to Bible college or not, or because you've studied all the Bible or not. God answers your prayer because you're his child. Let that perspective be inside of you. He says, I'll be with him or her in trouble. I'll deliver them and honour them, not just get you out of it. He says, I'll bring you out better. I'll lift you up from where you were. With long life, I'll satisfy them and I'll show them my salvation. I love the fact that the word salvation, it doesn't mean heaven only when I die, as great as that is. It means God's salvation, His deliverance now. It means His wholeness now for my life. I want to encourage you to find a secret place. I know that when I first became a Christian, quite frankly, I really struggled with this a bit. I was always fairly active in my mind and found it hard to stop still. So that's why I asked Pastor Bruce about, uh, you know, what is that quiet time? Because I find it really hard to be quiet, quite frankly, a lot of the time. And so I hear people talk about all this and my mind within 20 seconds zinged somewhere or other else. And then I began to discover that God wasn't cookie-cuttering me and saying, do it this way. 
For me, my secret place is going out walking in the bush, as we call it here in Australia, the forest or the woods or jungle maybe for some of you. But getting into the outdoors, I'm out there whether it's raining and, and you know, whatever the weather's like. It's my place where I, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I'm there with God. I love Psalm 61. I'll leave this one with you for you to think about before we pray. Psalm 61 verse 1 says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. I have found God to be better than any human I've ever met. I mean that. I've found his love to be more consistent, more faithful than any human love I've ever known, including the love of a parent or the love of a spouse or the love of a child. Hear my cry, O God. He says, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I'll cry to you. In other words, I'm letting God know what's happening in my life. Then he finishes by saying this in verse 2, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Isn't that an amazing thing? God says he wants to take you higher than where you are. When you're overwhelmed, God says, why don't you come to me? I want to pray with people tonight today, whatever time zone it is where you are. A couple of years ago, we decided that we wanted to help people that perhaps never fitted the mould of being able to attend a church every week. And by the way, we love that and we're looking forward to when that time will come. But we also recognise that for a lot of people, they needed a lot more than once a week being able to come. And, And we wanted to help people do a journey with Christ that was so personal and so private. So we started what we call Yes Text. Here in Australia, it's a phone number, 0488 826 392. Well, it didn't take too long before we started getting requests for the same discipleship journey help outside of Australia. Then also for people who said, look, it's great you'll send me that on my smartphone and fits on one screen and I get it every day but can I get it via email? And so we then launched it on email as well, simply by going to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And if you just say yes, that's all you've got to do, text yes, Y-E-S. Send that through to us and it comes just from us and just from us to you. Then when you do that, and Pastor Fowl and Bruce, both of them together, they're so intimately a part of that, they'll be sending it to you. And so you get one scripture every day and one prayer. They're different every single day, but they're designed to help you start to get to know God. How do I pray? Well, there's a prayer. You can pray right there. I'll give you the number again. It's up on the screen, but I want you to hear it again. It's 0488 826 392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. I believe it's the greatest single decision you will ever make in your life. Every one of these people that you've heard sing to you or speak to you today have been telling you the result of them saying yes. Because every single one of them, at one point or other, well, they were just unaware of the greatness and the goodness of God. Can I pray with you right now, wherever you are? Maybe you're watching this at home or in a study somewhere, or maybe you're sitting outside. I know some people join us online 
as they sit at the beach or somewhere else. Let me pray with you. If you want to say your yes, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for each person. We thank you, Lord, for these beautiful songs, the people that have written them and all the gifts that have been involved in bringing them to us. Lord, maybe there's people right now that are hearing this and they're saying, God, I don't know that I've got much talent or gift to bring you. And I hear you say, I'm not looking for your talent. I'm looking for your heart. So Lord, as we simply say, yes, Jesus, would you come into my life? Would you be my Saviour? Would you be my Lord? Would you walk with me for the rest of my days? Lord, I believe that as we say yes, all of heaven shouts out an even greater and more resounding, yes, we will, for each one of their lives. So help them, we pray, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, uh, you know, I guess one of the, is there a perk for being senior pastor? Well, I, I don't know, but I put in my request anyway. I said, look, there's a song that we're singing lately that I love so much. And uh, we're going to be having that in just a couple of minutes and that'll be over to Pastor Hayden. But I want to remind you again, of course, about the joy that we have of giving. It's been such a massive part of our life. I did not grow up in a home where it seemed like there was plenty. And I remember the first time I heard about tithing and about giving God your first fruits and about being generous. And I remember thinking like, really? Like, are you kidding me? And quite frankly, I struggled with it. But then as I began to pray and as I began to well out of that secret place and read the Word of God, I saw that God was not trying to screw something out of me, squeeze the last drop of what I totally needed. I began to understand that giving was my key to moving into the abundance of God. And actually, when I become a generous-hearted individual, I don't lose something, I gain everything. And so since then, my life has been radically different for many years now, to the point where for my family, generosity is just the way we do life. We've done that through good seasons of abundance and through difficult ones as well. Whichever one you're in, just before we go to the song, we'll go to it straight after my prayer, then I want to thank you for being a part of Metro Church Online. But let me pray for that for you right now. Heavenly Father, thank you again for your goodness and for your abundance. You're a great God. Lord, you're not only great in terms of what you have or what power you carry, but you're great in terms of the size of your heart. You're not willing that any should perish. You want to bless. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. There's no man that's given up houses or lands for my sake and the gospels that won't receive a hundredfold both in this life and in the life to come eternal life. So Father, we thank you for that abundant blessing on every home and every life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. See you soon. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should
Yeah. 